team, family, squadron, here we are with yet another episode of The Landing Pad, and today we've got a special guest, a guy that's near and dear to my heart. Uh-huh. Some might know him as Jay Bones, Jay Dallas. Actually, no one knows him as that. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Money, the door-to-door mentor, Jackson Jr., few know him as Dimitri. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to crawl into the mind of one of the best young leaders in the space, someone who's had some of the most explosive growth. We've got our guy, Jackson Jr. But as for right now, welcome out to yet another episode, a holiday episode of The Landing Pad. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back. I'm getting some weird deja vu right now. Right now, what about you, East? Uh, yeah. I feel like we have been here before with the same guest, and it's only been a couple weeks. We've been here, man. Public notice, we recorded Landing Pad, which is why we didn't drop one last week. We recorded it, accidentally may or may not have kicked one of the mics, and uh, didn't record a single word of the last time. So we got him back. Second time is just going to be so much better, and I'm just glad we get to sit next to Jackson Jr. yet again. Jax, how does it feel to be back around the round table? Glad to be back with the boys again. I thought the first one was going to be, you know, touchy-feely, mm-hmm. intimate. We really got, you know, there with everybody. So hopefully this one uh, rings just as true. Oh, I know it I will. Have no doubt. I have, I have no, no doubt. doubt. I have no doubt. Well, everybody, it is almost Christmas. Almost, the, it is the best time of the year. So we are excited for this Christmas special with Jackson Jr. What's going to be different about this podcast? Nothing, except it's going to have great Christmas cheer throughout the entire thing. And I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. So getting right into it, we've got some items of business. We are going to do a quick gallery recap. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks, but hey, let's touch back on it's it. worth recapping. It was great. At the Vivint Arena, we had uh, the whole Vivint Arena was wide open. We had mics, we had chairs, we had the whole Jumbotron came down over the stage. We watched the Grit Raptor Rally video, which is now live on YouTube. So sick how nobody died or got seriously injured during that shoot. Unreal. But back to the gala. It was amazing. We're actually dropping the video today. So, and Damon killed it. You guys saw, did you guys see that yesterday? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. You haven't seen it yet? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, my gosh. That guy is so good. I feel like I was reliving like a 90s moment on MTV. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And that's I think exactly that, what I'm going for. I think that was the purpose of that's it, what too. It fe- well, that's what it felt like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what that I felt like. Yeah. So the video arm was awesome. The whole experience, the food, the awards, the vibes, the dance party, the DJ, just it was all awesome. So look out for that video today. Gala was awesome. The Raptor video was unreal. Unreal. The amount of damage that was caused from five idiots, six, uh, rallying their Raptors in the middle of Hanksville. Well, I mean, you and Josh were there, so it would have been <laughs> I, I, a couple more I, w- I was trying to take no, away. Eight? Yeah, no, there was a bunch of idiots there. Too many there. to count. <laughs> Too many? Well, nine, because I can't count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was crazy. Watch that video. It was awesome. We were able to give, right, five Raptors, and Cody will be getting a Porsche Taycan, I believe. Mm. Um, sadly, that was not ready to rally out in the desert. 
but he'll be getting that here might soon. Be for, might be for the best. Yeah, no, 100%. So we were able to give those to our top sales reps. Look at the video. It is funny. It's awesome. And those guys, Jed and Bentley over there, did an awesome job with that video. Um, well, this is actually great. We recapped it last time with how much we earned, but during the gala, we took about a five, 10 minute segment and we introduced uh, our sub for Santa, where in the, when it's, when the space of about five, 10 minutes, we raised $46,000 from all the people that were there. Um, it was unbelievable. And actually last night, some were able to make it. We had about 50 to hundred people there. Uh, we took all that money. We picked 12 families in need in like the pro actually this Utah area from Salt Lake all the way to Spanish Fork and a family actually in Florida, we went and got the $46,000 out in cash. We tied ribbons around it, and we hung it around 12 different trees for 12 different families. So we were able to bless the lives of 12 different families with anywhere between $3,500 and $4,000 in cash. So it was awesome. I went to a couple of houses. I know Jackson was able to take it to uh, one of his football players that's been in a tough spot. But it was awesome. People's eyes lit up. There was tears, and hopefully their Christmases will be a little better. So for everyone that helped raise the money and helped participate last night, unreal experience. Unreal. So have you heard from the homie yeah. help? So we helped one of my football players. Uh, I coached football at American Fork High School, and one of my players, his mother passed away from an overdose last year, and his dad's not in the picture. And mm-hmm. Kind of a tough family situation. And so uh, Drew went by and dropped off the tree and said hello and, you know, told him everybody cares about him and supports him and loves him. And he shot me a text right afterwards. And he was like, this is crazy. No one's ever done something like this for me. So just really cool, you know, a 16-year-old kid to get a $1,000 to put aside for, you know, school in the future or, you know, things that he needs. Even just treat yourself to some shoes or something this Christmas because obviously it's going to be tougher. But amazing, amazing time. And hopefully that becomes a grit tradition and we can just continue to go from 12 to 20 to 30 to 50 to – Tons of family. So those are your items of business. And obviously Christmas is coming up. Enjoy it. Treat yourself. Eat some s- treats. That got really heart. That got really heart stringy and <laughs> quicker than I anticipated. <laughs> <laughs> so well, now that we established a tone of reverence, exactly. that's exactly the point of the podcast that you guys all listen for. You already know what it is. It's time for the locks of the week. So I'll tell you what, when we recorded this the first time, the, other, <laughs> the only reason, literally the only reason why I'm glad I didn't record is because we all whiffed. Hard. <laughs> we were over. Oh. oh bagled. I, we bagled. I just, I was so confident the Raiders were going to beat the Rams. Yeah. I was so confident on that. We were all at dinner. You, look, you looked at me and you're like, Garth, Raiders. I'm like, I know, dude, the Rams are terrible. I looked down, I looked back. Game over, 16, 17 Rams won. Who would have thought that Baker Mayfield would be smashing heads into helmets and well, yeah. throwing Hail Marys? Fourth minute, yeah. Fourth quarter, 90 yard. 98. I mean, yeah. Like, Two days. Um, unbelievable. Like Space Jam. One of the he games of the year. Stole the mojo right out of Tom. <laughs> I yeah. Actually, I just shot him an Instagram message to hang out with me. I, mm. I want to be blessed with his presence. Yeah, he's that guy. He is. So where we're at now is we're all, <laughs> we're all reloading. We're back to the drawing board. We're better. And we're better, and we learned. And so what I'm going to do this week is I'm going to pull out some sharp plays on you guys. I'm going to introduce a 10-point teaser. Mm. So what a teaser is is you parlay a few bets together, and instead of taking the line that the book gives you, you add an additional 6, 7, or 10 points. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a 10-point, three-leg teaser. I promise this is free money. I haven't felt this passionate about the free money in a long time. Mm. But what I've got is this. I've got bears. Hosting the Eagles at home, the regular nine is Bears plus nine. I like that with 10. I think the Bears aren't getting beat by 20. No, they won't. I just don't think that's happening. Not in Chicago, not with the weather. 
just not going to happen, I don't nope. think. No, nope, it won't. Lions visiting the Jets. They're actually home dogs after just thumping the Vikings. Or pardon me, they're road dogs. I love them getting 11.5 on the 10-point teaser. Mm-hmm. And then the last leg, the public hates it. Seahawks are getting 3.5 points against the 49ers. I know they've been lightning hot, mm-hmm. but I like Seahawks plus 10.5. So you got three underdogs, three big spreads. Put them in the three-play teaser. It's even money. Sign it up. Get yourself some gifts. Cover the gifts that you, you may have splurged a little too much on. It's free money. Tail this one. Yeah. No, it is free, it is free money at that point. So when you're teasing 10 points, it's free money. 10 and a half, 19, mm. 11 and a half. These are college mm. spreads, man. Yeah. So for me, because I need to redeem myself yet again, because I am 2 and 5. I would be 2 and 6 if we recorded the last one, but we didn't. So I'm still 2 and 5. I'm taking the Lions. They're favored by one and a half against the Jets. They're going to New York. The Lions looked good. For the record, my previous log of the week was the Vikings were going to beat the Lions. But after they did what they did, they handed it to them easily. They're going to beat the Jets. I I don't believe in the Jets. I like the Jets. I don't believe in them, though. So, Lions are going to take it. And our guy, Jax, what are you doing? Raiders. (laughs) He's back. Here we go, baby. Martindale. All I know is uh, they let me down last week, Mm -hmm. but they're not playing Baker this week. It's actually back at Allegiant. Mm -hmm. They're playing the Patriots. It's kind of an easy spread, I feel like. So I'm taking the Raiders, covering over the Patriots. That's first. Patriots just scare me. Patriots have always scared me. Bill Belichick coaching against one of his former assistants is just always really scary. But, dude, I like the Raiders way more. I actually would ride that. I'm also writing for the record, our guy... (laughs) Leo Messi, the goat, yeah, getting his first World Cup. He's going to, yeah, it's gonna be a great game. Is that on Saturday, Sunday, Sunday? Heavy on Argentina there. Yep, I love that. What are the what's the spread there? Does you know stripes? I have no idea. No idea. We'll we'll we'll, uh, no idea what the spread is on the World Cup game. We'll have Mark make Mark maybe find out the spread of the World Cup for us. All right, let's get into it. So this episode, like we said, is going to be special. What we want is to. Uh, do something a little different. We had Jackson on last year. He talked a lot about like running the organization, creating the organization. But we are coming down to the end of the year, and this will be the last episode before the before the new year. So what we wanted to do is take a look back, right, at the year of 2022. We wanted to look at the progress, you know, that we have all made. By us, I mean the grit, the progress that maybe you personally have made and somebody that has made massive adjustments has grown so much over this last year, financially, spiritually, physically, eh, physically, you could say so. You're looking good. Yeah, well, I was like 15 pounds. <laughs> yeah, no, you look stress, great. Who knows? But right, it is, is Jackson Jr. So what we wanted to talk a lot about was lessons learned in 2022, maybe mistakes made. Uh, in 2022 that we were able to all learn from. So the first question to our guy Jackson Jr. Do you feel that this year, the year of 2022, has been a hallmark year in your life? And if so, why? Yeah, so I talked about this on the first time we recorded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that this year was really impactful for me because I turned 25. I was born May 25th. So 25, 25. Mm-hmm, golden year. The golden year. So I felt like this year uh, kind of looking at the age and also it's kind of like you start to feel like you're getting closer to 30 and that's when you feel like you should have everything figured out. That's when life goes downhill speaking from uh, speaking from experience. I'm just kidding. What a long life I've got ahead of me. <laughs> yeah. uh, I felt like this year was a year I wanted to be way more intentional. And so 
I've definitely been way more calculated this year in the way that I've approached everything compared to years past. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the biggest things I think I've just learned is that there's a lot of opportunities that present themselves in general in my life. And I've kind of recognized that I want to chase like things that make me feel more fulfilled and are uh, things that I enjoy. And so I've really focused on watering the grass that's in front of me versus looking where, you know, the grass could be greener in other Mm -hmm. places. And so, uh, yeah, 25 this year, you know, 2022, um, it's been a a really like focus for me to make the most of it, enjoy like the things that I'm doing, uh, have a bigger impact, change myself in a lot of ways, be more intentional in the way that I live. So definitely been a year of, of growth and focus compared to years past. And we talked about this a little bit last time as well. There are so many people in life that at the age of 25, what are they doing? Right? Like, like so many people that are listening to this are the age maybe a little bit older than 25. Maybe they're 24 and they're just like, what the freak is this guy talking about? He's 25 years old and he's been able to have the ex- enough experiences to be able to like retroactively look at your life and say, these are the changes that I want to make. Right? Like usually that happens. I feel it like, like a midlife crisis. Like you have to be 50. We're low key. Your head's like your quarter life more or less, right? Your quarter life crisis. You're able to look back and be like, what do I want? What is it going to take? And, you know, you, you found out that, yeah, the grass, we always hear the saying, you know, grass is greener, you know, the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. But realistically, then you hear the other cliche thing. It's like, oh, it's greener where you water it. And that's just so true. And like when you actually are able to dive in and be like, okay, things are good where I'm at right now. Could they be better? For sure. So what am I going to do? I'm going to try to make it better, right? So I think that's so cool. The age of, at just the age of 25, you've been able to, in, uh, you know, introspect that's what I'm trying to say there. Yeah, look inward. Look inward. Yeah, that works. Yeah, and I think this is a year, like, in years past, I've kind of just focused on, like, the the day-to-day grind of, you know, I wake up, come to the office, work, you know, a, a nine, ten-hour day, and then go home, and then that's pretty much it. And that's, like, Monday through Friday, and then, you know, weekends, there's been, you know, travel, and obviously things that I've done that have been fun, but I, I don't think that I've been as intentional on what I wanted. So, for example, like, this year, I coached high school football, and that's something yeah. that... Go cavemen. I probably would have never done in the past, but this year I felt like it was something that I wanted to pursue and wanted to be, again, more intentional with my time in doing that. Um, I got way more involved in, like, golf this year and years past. Like, golf is something that I've really enjoyed doing, and so this is a year that I've traveled to golf more. I went and played – I went to the Masters this year with John and, like, put that on, like, a vision board, made it happen, went out and went to the Masters, walked with Tiger Woods, like – and that was something that, you know, something I'll look back on and really remember from this year. And so there's also a lot of things in my business that I've done that's been very different this year, just in the way that I've worked with different people and, you know, adjusted some of the ways that we run things. And I think that overall, I created a lot more time for myself and I've been a lot more efficient in the time that I've had because I'm way more clear on what I wanted out of the year. I think out of what you said, the, the underlying theme, and this is something that I think so often gets overlooked. Because while I totally agree with the notion that we need to be like strategically unbalanced and like there's times where your life should come out of balance to be able to sacrifice, to be able to earn what you want now to have what you want later. I totally agree with that sentiment, but there is something so, so, so important when it comes to like fostering hobbies and developing yourself outside of the workspace. And I think because you golfed and because you made an effort to be more intentional and maybe not focus so hard on running in place, but maybe going a little bit slower, but making sure you're taking intentional steps forward. 
I think that more than anything, when I hear you talk about your last year and your character development and your growth, I really do attribute it to like, okay, well, let me separate my life from my work life. Now let me start to foster hobbies, whether it's coaching football or playing golf or, or, or reorienting where you're at in your relationships with your family and wife and fiance and girlfriend and kids, whatever it is. I like feel so strongly that you make that separation and all of a sudden it brings you much needed clarity to both. And so dude, I'm all for, like I said, the strategic unbalance at yeah. times it's necessary. But when I look at someone like Jax and I see over the last year, how much like growth and how different and how different the energy is and how like he's viewed by guys and in the industry and by the company. And I think, wow, like a lot of this, in my opinion, stems not from like, being in here and beating himself to death in the office. Yeah. A lot of this actually comes from taking a step back, getting some clarity and being far more intentional than he's ever been. I think also to the point of, you know, the grass being greener, a lot of people I think think that the only way that they can achieve that kind of like maybe more balance or joy or fulfillment or whatever you call it uh, comes from like changing their situation in a drastic way. And that's when you start to like look outwards of like, where is the grass greenest? Like, what could I do? For example, like I hear this in the industry all the time. People think like, well, I need to change like industries. I need to go from pest control to solar, or I need to go from pest control to alarms, or I need to, I need to leave door to door altogether. Cause that's the only way that I'm going to be able to find the fulfillment and time and all these things that I want. And the reality is that's just not the case. Like, yes, there are tons of like options that are available to all of us. And we definitely should look at all the best options and make sound decisions based off that. But also sometimes it's just important to look at how can I make the most of the options in front of me? And then how can I create the life that I want? Because I can promise you, like, there's times where people are tempted to go look at other industries or other jobs or other opportunities because they think that's going to change their tract or fulfillment. But really, like, a lot of it is just taking that step back, recognizing what do I want? And then with what you have in front of you, how can you make adjustments to be more fulfilled and be more joyful and have more time freedom and do more things? And I think that's something that I really tried to focus on this year was how could I take a step back and really, like, be more efficient in my life in the categories that matter to me. I mean, aside from just like it being the golden year and 25 and feeling like you're reaching maturity, like what was uh, clearly 2022 is a year for massive growth business wise, personal wise, hobby wise, relationship wise. Like what did you, what was the catalyst for this? Like, like what, what was the thing that led to like all this introspection that led to all this reflection looking inward? What was it an event? Was it a conclusion that you arrived at? I think over the last probably 18 months, there's kind of been just like this unsettled feeling in me that I wanted to reach my potential more and that I wasn't maybe living the life that I 100% uh, wanted to live in every single way. And so I think through just, you know, a process of introspection and, you know, listening to podcasts, reading books, different conversations. And then I'm very much like an observer. I, I observe people all the time and just try to like look at what are people doing to have success and then how can I recreate that? Um, and I think just probably like the, I guess to say the catalyst or like moment was honestly just on my birthday. Like I was with my wife. We had gone out for a little weekend to Encinitas, California. We're in San Diego. I have, there's like a dream since I was a little kid was always like surf. I thought like surfing was so cool. So my wife got me like surfing lessons on my birthday. We're out like on the beach surfing and we're like sitting down making this list and like notes of like, what am I going to do this year? Like to make this year special? Like, what am I going to do in my golden year? 
And as I'm like writing out these things, it's almost like deja vu of like every single year, your new year's resolutions of like all the things you wanted Mm -hmm. to do and then you just didn't do. And I kind of had just like this like moment of just like, I'm always like talking about the things that I want to do and I'm always like putting them out there, you know, having those conversations or writing them out. But am I actually being intentional to just go do it and actually just go live the life I want to live? And, you know, football, I think was like the first start of that was, I always talked about that I would go coach high school football when I was like 40, 50, 60 years old at the end of my career. And I just finally made this decision, like, why wait? Like, why not do it now? Or, you know, same thing with certain experiences and travel or, you know, relationships. I think often we push it off, like, you know, maybe saying sorry to that relative we need to, or telling that person we care about them that we need to, or you pursuing that passion that we need to, or getting in shape or taking that vacation that really means a lot to you or having that conversation you should have, or, you know, in some cases it's like having kids or buying a home or Whoa. whatever that looks like. I think for me, it was, uh, just realizing like I decide my life and mm-hmm. I get to choose the, the trajectory of my life. Why not just do those things now and just be more intentional? I love it. East, you talked about this last time. Do you want to, I, I love what you were saying about the arrival fallacy. Can you touch on that for a sec? Because yeah. I feel like that's perfect. Well, it's just, I, I, so we all wrote down in preparation for this and the theme and the spirit of lessons learned in 2022. And two of the lessons for me speak to this in volumes. Life, not just objections, are are and is exactly what you make it. Mm-hmm. And like things that you make a big deal, lo and behold, are a big deal. And the things that you allocate value to, well, guess what? They hold value. And so the point that I want to make is, is dude, happiness, it's not a destination. It's not, a, it's not something that you arrive at. It's not something uh, that's at the end of the rainbow. And, and I think that's where, especially like really driven, goal-oriented people, where they can find themselves not fulfilled or not having as much uh, like happiness or joy in the workplace, I think the answer is really simple. Because the answer is, dude, I'll, I'll, I'll be happy when I have 100 guys. Yeah. I'll be happy when I sell a golden door. I'll be happy when I'm rich. I'll be happy when I have 10 doors. I'll be happy when I have the rental properties. I'll be happy when I'm married. I'll be happy when I have kids. I'll be happy when my kids are out of the house. I'll be happy when I'm retired. And then all of a sudden, dude, it's one thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing. When, when after all the dust is settled and when all is said and done, unless you found a way to seek satisfaction and contentment, and unless you found a way to find fulfillment and happiness and what you're doing along the way, the really, really sad reality is you'll just never experience those things. Mm-hmm. Regardless of, of your accomplishments or your resume or wherever you end up arriving in life, unless you take time to cut out what brings you fulfillment and happiness, you're never going to feel those things. You might feel them to an extent when you do reach some of those milestones, but it is fleeting yeah, and it won't stay. And the things that do stay are the things that you cut out and make time for and living your life by design, which is exactly what Jax is talking about. Well, and the crazy thing is like we, we talk about this, like the majority of the reps or people that listen to this podcast are 20 to 25, right? And like some of these lessons that if you can put into action now, like Jax, like you did, you're 25, you're so young. It, it can set you up on such a steeper trajectory in your life to be so much happier because we are, oh, I'll be so much happier when I graduate. It's like, oh, I'll be so much happier when I'm done with this internship. I'll be so much, like, there are so many things right now that, yeah, like, it's a grind right now for college kids. Like, it is a grind, but that doesn't mean that you can't be so happy 
with where you're at right now because before you know it, you're going to get there. And then just like you said, he's the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And before you know it, it's like, yeah, you're you're dead. Right? Like, and you're not happy. And that's how you measure – and that's like – how do you measure your life? Is that really how you're measuring your life? Just like one stepping stone to the next? That can't possibly be how you measure your life. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, dude, and no one, I don't think anyone is not guilty of this arrival fallacy. Yeah. And I remember on my mission, dude, once I'm rich, I'll be happy. I get home off my mission. I start doing summer sales. I have a couple of good summers. Okay, now I'm rich. Okay, like, yeah. what's the one that? Okay, once I get a house, I'll be happy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, once I stop knocking, I'll be happy because, like, this knocking thing is really hard to Okay, dude, once I'm done knocking, okay, once I do 50 million download it, we'll do what's next. Yeah, we'll chill. Take, take over the world. <laughs> yeah. Go to the, like, dude, if I'm not happy along the way and I'm not happy reaching some of the milestones that I've reached up to this point in my life, dude, I can't imagine after it's already been repeated 20, yeah. 30, 40 times, 40 stepping stones down the road, this 100%. very fleeting degree of happiness that I'm feeling now is going to be even less. Yeah. Unless I take time to do the things that Jax is talking about, discover what's important, find the relationships that I care about, invest heavily into what I believe in, do things that I want to do, foster hobbies. So I just, when Jack, like, this is so different from any content that we've had on the landing pad. Mm -hmm. And what Jax is expressing and talking about and how much he's changed, I, like, wish I could scream it from the mountaintops. (laughs) Like, dude, this is it. Yeah. All the other sales stuff, it's all great. It's all awesome. But, like, this is it. Yeah. Level up as a human, level up as a leader, the dollars will follow. Yeah. 100%. So Jackson, another question, right? You, so your birthday came, you kind of wrote down some of your, you know, things that you wanted to accomplish this year with this list, right? How did your 22, 2022 year unfold differently than you had planned or expected? Right. Cause obviously we always plan for it to go great. Does it ever go hundred percent according to plan? No. Right, so like, what challenges or yeah, what what was different than what you had hoped for? I think just like uh, every goal that you set, the biggest realization is that things just take time, and so sometimes you set goals expecting it just kind of like to happen. Mm-hmm. So, for example, like you know, some of the goals that I had set, I you know think it's going to happen in three or six months, and then all of a sudden you arrive to three or six months, and you realize like this isn't some destination. This is like a process. I just need to commit to and continue to commit to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like one of the biggest things I recognized just overall was that, you know, the relationships I was putting time into and, you know, the hobbies I was putting time into, like, I wasn't going to just like this whole rival fallacy. I wasn't going to all of a sudden, like, be putting more time in the relationship. And then all of a sudden this relationship is just perfect. Like, yeah. It's really going to be like a continued process or like even, you know, coaching football. It's like I coach football and all of a sudden it's like, oh, like I'm going to coach football. And so everything's going to be like perfect coaching football. I'm going to have this like wow moment like oh I'm coaching football but then it's like there's still like the day in day grind of like doing film and coaching football and showing up to getting better and getting better and you're not good at it and you got to learn like and so I think one of the biggest things uh and don't even get started with golf don't even get started with golf (laughs) I mean yeah don't we won't even go into that (laughs) uh but I started to realize that just everything in my life was going to take time and strategy and tact and a lot of the goals that I had set uh slowly became less of like a destination and more of like a process that I was committed to. And that's like consistently evolving and consistently changing. And so like one of those things, like for example, for this year is like a personal brand Um, was like, you know, this year I wanted to be like way more intentional in building my personal brand. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times like we just think like, you know, all of a sudden I'm going to post something on Instagram or I'm going to do some podcast or do something and then everyone's going to know who I am and I have this brand. Yeah. 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 
that's not really how it works. Like it's actually more of like a, every single day you're creating a reputation for yourself and then that is your brand. So those are just examples. I think the goals that I had set for this year initially were just a thing that I'd written down on, you know, a piece of paper that you almost think you're going to check off a list. Yeah. And then as I've gotten more involved into them, I've realized that it's more of just a commitment to a process in a lot of areas in my life that I want to get better at. Well, it's crazy is yeah. 25 years been around for 25 years. That is no time. Right. Like, yeah, it seems like it's been a long time. Obviously, it's your whole life. But looking back, it's like, dude, things take a long time to get good at. Right. I mean, like you just we won't bring up golf, but we'll bring up golf. It's like, dude, you could you you could play every single day for five years. Guess what? Like, you're not going to be Tiger Woods you're, because why? Dude, everything is such a process. And when you're so young, you want to become Insta famous that fast. TikTok, you want a million followers. Dude, no matter what it is in life, dude, it just takes time. And I don't think, I think some people expect to come in here, knock a door, be the next Drew Hansen, right? Put a grit shirt on or do, it is such a process, a day in, day out. And the sooner you realize that, same thing. I think you just are happier along the way. Yeah, and that's the best example, dude. Not only are you probably not going to be Tiger Woods, dude, chances are you're probably not even going to be regularly breaking 90. That's like, <laughs> that's, <a bad laughs> that's, that's just like that. If, if, if golf isn't like the most, accurate depiction of like how life is mm-hmm. i don't know what is yeah you know what i mean it's like you can show up every day day in day out for five days put all your willpower towards it lessons playing range whole thing and dude when you get out and the rubber hits the road it could go totally sideways <laughs> but so long as you're committed to the process you're gonna be okay yeah but if you're committed to the result dude in five years i'll be a scratch golfer mm. well dude now all of a sudden you're in the arrival fallacy and then there's nothing that leads to more depression, anxiety, heartbreak, frustration, confusion, than unmet expectations. Mm-hmm. So when you put this arrival fallacy on, oh, in five years I'm going to be a scratch golfer, in five years I'm going to have this house or this rig or this many guys. Well, dude, best case scenario, you meet your expectation and you're not as happy as you thought you'd be. On the other side of the arrival fallacy, dude, let's say you don't meet it and now you're crushed. Yeah. And so it's like, I just can't see a huge win. Yep. Yeah. I think it's important still to like have, you know, overall destination goals that you're shooting for. For sure. But just understand that like those aren't necessarily like where you're going to land. Like really it's like, it's not necessarily the destination that you're focused on. It's more of just like, am I in the right direction? And then constantly evaluating, am I on track? Am I on track? Like, am I doing the things to become the person necessary to be able to accomplish the things that I want? Yep. Am I doing my best every single day? Amen. And that's all you can do. Mic drops. Yep. <laughs> So, dude, this is a question that I'm really interested to hear. So, obviously, we've talked a ton about, like, your growth and, like, personally, the growth that I've seen is insane. Did you see it within yourself as as this last year has, like, as it's coming to a close, did you see the growth happening within yourself? And in what ways did you see yourself growing? Or did you notice it while you were doing it? I think just like you look at like the introspection of the destination versus like direction, I was constantly evaluating like, am I on the right track? And for me, a lot of that is, I think that this year I was way more coachable and curious than in years past. And that's like a trait that I think everybody should have. Uh, And I, I think until this year, like it hasn't hit me, but like the word curiosity, like you should be like just a curious person that wants to get better at things and learn new things and have new experience and, uh, so I think for me, I was constantly like reevaluating, um, with this sense of, you know, coachability and curiosity, like, am I the person I want to be in my friendships? Am I the person I want to be in my relationships? Am I day to day when I wake up looking at my calendar and going, wow, this excites me. Like, this is something that I'm going to 
wake up and be excited to go do like, and, and so I think that, uh, as I started to embrace kind of the process overall of being more intentional, then every day I start to wake up and see my calendar and it's like, oh yeah, like I'm really excited to go to that meeting. I'm really excited for this, you know, opportunity to collaborate and learn from other people. I'm really excited to go to football and be the new coach that has to learn new things and have an impact on the players. I'm really excited to then go home after football practice and see my wife and focus on being a better husband and be more involved. And so I think that, uh, to answer your question, Ethan, I think a lot of it was like, I noticed as time went on that I felt more fulfilled and I felt happier and I felt more excited about, you know, my day to day. And I think that's when all of a sudden the change started to happen kind of in myself. And I started to notice it where I just noticed my energy levels were different. I noticed that like, I was probably way more pleasant to be around and, you know, way more of a person that people wanted to spend time with because I was way more passionate about what I was doing. Uh, I was way more, you know, open to feedback. I was way more curious of like learning. And so I started to focus on taking different courses or listening to different podcasts or taking different classes or asking more questions. And I think the second you start to do that, instantly people notice that, you're gaining traction and everybody wants to be around somebody who's gaining traction. And I, I want to even say something dude. like for the, for the record, I'll toot your horn right here, Jax. How much revenue did your business last year produce this last summer? Yeah. 27.5 million, 27. Like you guys, we're sitting now with Jackson jr. He is one of the top producing managers in the entire industry. And he's 25 and he's 25 Most years people old doing 27 and a half million started doing this job when I was in elementary school. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, we're not sitting down with a guy that like, doesn't know what he's doing. Right. So the thing that stood out to me the most jacks is when you're like, dude, when I realized that, yeah, whether it's in football, whether it's in my business, whether it's in my family, the, the idea of being coachable, dude, I think when people can take a step back and realize that they don't have everything figured out, dude, that is when you are opening yourself up to critique, which sometimes hurts, but when you are open and you're you're able to be coached, dude, it can make your entire life. You are just more pleasant to be around. When you're coaching, it makes you a better coach. When you're doing sales, it makes you a better salesman. When you're a manager, it makes you a better manager. Like being able to look inwards and determine that today I'm going to be coached. I don't know everything, even though, like I said, 27 and a half million. <laughs> That's a ton. But the minute that you're just like, I can still learn, I'm curious, I want to get better, I think that opens up so many doors in every single part of your life. And I think that is that is massive. On the note of growth, before we move on and, and kind of wrap up with our, our last question or two, growth one can be really discouraging. When you feel like yeah. you're not when you feel like you're not growing, I can't think of anything that's like as discouraging as that. The thing is, even when you're growing the most in your life, you most likely aren't realizing it while you're doing it. It's like, you know, when you're 11 and you're going through growth spurts and, like, you haven't seen your great aunt Marlene in three years. Mm -hmm. Oh, my little bubble, you've grown huge. And you're like, I didn't even realize I was really growing that much. Like, I was just <laughs> I was just living my life, going to whatever, fourth, fifth grade. The kicker is, like, please, if you're going to go down this path of, like, self-development and character development and growth and being intentional and doing things differently – have some kind of measuring stick. Yeah. Because the last thing you want to do is get six months down the road and think, dude, I'm in the exact same situation. It doesn't feel that different. Where do Jax could have looked around him and said the same thing. I'm at the same company. I have a lot of the same friends. Yeah, I picked up a few new hobbies. But he could have just as easily argued the other way. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you have a measuring stick, 
whatever it is, whether it's your great aunt Marlene or someone else, you can look back. And if Jax could look back six months and say, oh, wow, oh, that's where I started. Mm-hmm. You're kidding. Dude, just like any weight loss challenge, just like any diet is going to start with what? A mirror picture and you getting on the scale. Because you have to know exactly how much progress you're making to know if what you're doing is effective. And so on the note of growth, like don't feel discouraged if you feel like you're not having the growth that you want to right now. Look back in six months, and if you think that, gosh, yeah. I'm infinitely better than that guy, well, dude, you're growing. You're doing it. Mm-hmm. You just might not realize it in the moment. I think also it's important along with what we said, Easton, with having a measuring stick. Like a lot of growth comes when you have someone to hold you accountable and when you have coaches, just like sports, just like you said, you know, working out, like having a personal trainer. Uh, and for me, I think that was a big thing I learned this year is just the greatest growth and learning will come from collaboration. And so the way that a lot of times you can measure that is just by like the peers you're around and, and getting feedback. Like I'm not going to go two, three, four, five, six months down that rabbit hole and then just wait till six months to look back and hope it went well and hope that the measuring sticks there. I got to make sure every single month I'm checking back in and I'm, you know, holding myself accountable. Others are holding me accountable. I'm looking for, you know, collaboration. I'm looking for feedback. And that's what comes back to, you know, the whole thing I said about just being curious, like constantly look for that feedback. Otherwise it's really, really hard to measure where you're going. Yeah. It's hard to grow. And even if you are growing, you don't know if you are. Jack's, Wrapping up with, with with the last question, we could take a minute on this. Yeah, we're rolling into a new year. Business is great. You seem to be pursuing a lot more of your hobbies. Like things are overall, I feel like it's just looking up. But yeah. what would you say are you most excited for? Slash, what challenges growth are you most looking forward to in twenty twenty three? I think just seeing how the business has gone from you know startup from when like we first started the grit when we were. Uh, you know, at the Visium building and yeah. meeting in John's office. Great place. Occasionally. <laughs> meeting in little <laughs> back <his> houses, <laughs> no furniture. Josh's house. Yeah. yeah. It was, you know, very startup-y and we were finding a way to make it happen to then the next year, last year being uh, over above Tacanos, and, you know, again, trying just to grow, trying to build a program, trying to build a culture to then this year looking at, Okay, now, yeah, we're partnered with Utah Jazz. Like, oh, yeah, we did the Grit Raptor Rally Race. We have the gal in the Vivint Smart Home Arena. We, you know, are, are leveling up in a lot of these different ways, but really recognizing, like, we still are a startup. Like, we still are so, so, so early. We're right now subleasing a portion of Aptiv's office because ours is being built. But I just look at it as, you know, you know, next year and the year after when we're in our own office, hopefully, yeah, hey, October. That's what John says, right? Yeah. So uh, once we're in our office and you look at then, you know, the different partnerships that will roll out and the different programs that will continue to roll out and the different results that will continue to happen and as we continue to scale the business and innovate and adjust, I think that's what gets me really excited over this next year is I just feel like we haven't even scratched the surface of the potential yet. And we're really just getting going in the way that we're managing and the way that we're training in some of the systems that we're developing in the way that we're scaling. And so... As we mature, you know, overall as an organization, as our leaders mature and the results mature and the business overall matures, I think a lot of really, really exciting things are going to come. And so, you know, last year, for example, we did 60 million in revenue and this next year we expect to do 100 million in revenue. And I look at how we'll continue to compound and just like everything we're talking about today, it just takes time and tact and strategy and that's all the things we're doing. And so five years down the road, I expect our company to be a 500 million plus who knows a billion dollar company and that's really like the potential that i see that we can have and 
that impact can extend not just here in Utah, but all over the nation. So for me, it's really exciting just to be a part of the journey and the process and really getting us through some of the growing pains and taking the business to that next level. Yeah, I love that. I mean, it's just crazy to think sometimes I'm I'm sitting there at my house with Lauren and we're just like, so has it been 10 years? <laughs> it's been, we've been doing this for uh, one, two years. Yeah, that's a crazy thing. And it's just like, I just feel like we've come so far, but realistically you look at it and it's like, dude, we're just getting started. We are just getting started. And obviously having Jackson along for the ride, bringing so much to the table blazing new trails has been awesome so Jax, i think the second type was even better yep this is way better mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm glad we didn't release it but Jax, thank you so much for coming on dude i think this was awesome i think that hopefully people will be able to listen to this going into 2023 have a, a moment to reflect inwards be able to set goals be able to focus not so much on the destination but right the journey how they're going to get there what it's going to look like yeah. and be able to measure the success but Jax, absolutely loved having you on I would love to add just one more thing to oh, all, please. all the listeners. Uh, when you're starting this journey as you go into the new year and you're looking at all these things, the first thing that is going to allow you to actually like do this introspection is just being extremely, extremely grateful. And I think that doing this sub for Santa and looking through this last year of like how my life has changed, the biggest thing that I think is adjusted for me is just my overall levels of gratitude. Mm-hmm. So I would just challenge everybody listening to this take a moment to be super, super grateful. And I think that as you start to look at that process that you're a part of and being more involved in a, a journey versus a destination, the, the key element of all of it is being grateful the whole way and understanding that your life is amazing. We're super blessed. We have amazing friends, family situations. And the more grateful you are, the easier it is to look inward. Love that. Amen. Double down. Mm-hmm. Testify. Mm-hmm. That is it. Amen. Gratitude, self-awareness, improvement. It's what this life is all about. Pay attention to details. Go the extra mile. Live outside the box. Be unorthodox. Get curious. Fail often. And maybe most importantly, surprise people, including and especially yourself. Have a wonderful holiday season. We'll see you guys in 2023. As for this episode and season of The Landing Pad, we out.